President Trump's abrupt firing of FBI Director James Comey has plunged the White House into another political crisis as Democrats call for a special prosecutor to lead the continuing investigation into Russian interference in the presidential election. Today, a coalition of 20 state attorneys general sent a letter to the Justice Department's Deputy AG, Rod Rosenstein, and called for the immediate appointment of an independent special counsel to continue the investigation. At a Senate Intelligence Committee hearing this morning, morning, the acting director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, testified that, to date, there has been no effort to impede any FBI investigation since Comey's firing. Simply put, sir, you cannot stop the men and women of the FBI from doing the right thing, protecting the American people, and upholding the Constitution. Joining us are Philip Bobbitt, professor at Columbia Law School, and Sanford Levinson, professor at the University of Texas Law School. Phil, as you heard, the acting FBI director said there's been no effort to impede any investigation to date. Could that change with a new FBI director or with an order from the AG? Of course, that could change, and and uh, and there are many people who would say that the firing of uh, Jim Comey was an effort to impede such an investigation. Sandy, uh, how reassured for those people who are concerned about the firing of Jim Comey? How reassured should they be uh, because of the things that Andrew McCabe said? He also uh, talked about how he talked about how there's no effort to impede the investigation. The men and women of the FBI won't be deterred. Um, is that reassuring? Uh, I can jump in here. Um, it is from one perspective that I actually do believe that the FBI will be diligent in seeking out evidence wherever it leads. But the point is, and this is what got Comey into some trouble in the first place, it's not the FBI that decides whether or not to prosecute. Uh, that's a subject for the Justice Department. And to put it mildly, I think there is a lot of concern about whether the Justice Department will be sufficiently independent to make the decision to prosecute or not to prosecute uh, on professional rather than wally political grounds. Phil, there have been calls for an independent counsel, and Senator Richard Blumenthal, among others, has said that he'll introduce legislation to reestablish an independent counsel if a special prosecutor isn't appointed, uh, one that existed similar to the one in the wake of Watergate. Another option is an independent commission. Uh, how likely are any of these to get through? My guess is that the likeliest uh, <clears throat> would be a Senate Select Committee. The next likely would be an independent commission whose, uh, whose uh, members were selected in some kind of uh, negotiations between the White House and the Congress, that the least likely is a new statute authorizing an independent council. And the reason for that is because we've been there before. Uh, not only are there doubts about the constitutionality of such a statute, our experience with it has not been a very uh, wholesome one. You remember perhaps uh, Judge Starr's uh, investigations of, uh, of President Clinton. It's, a, it's an unusual constitutional animal, sort of not really in uh, Article 2 or Article 1 or Article 3, and it seems to have a sort of an inertial force to take on 
a, uh, a scope that I think the Congress would be unlikely to reauthorize. Sandy, one other thing that Andrew McCabe said today was, was something that seemed to contradict a White House characterization. He described the Russia probe as, quote, highly significant. Um, should we take those words to, to, to mean a whole lot? Are, are, are those words themselves pretty significant? Well, I mean, it seems to me that any time the acting director, who one has to assume is extraordinarily careful about words used in a public hearing, uses the term highly significant, um, one has to take that seriously. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? And, Phil, something else that uh, contradicted what's been said by the Trump administration, uh, Andrew McCabe said that working for Jim Comey was the greatest experience of his life, and the FBI, everyone in the FBI really, you know, respected him, which is contrary to what the White House has said. So what's the impact of that? We have about 30 seconds. I think it's pretty unlikely that the acting uh, director of the FBI will be promoted Excuse me, say that again? You're, it's unlikely that... <laughs> I, I, th- I think his statement uh, just finished his promotion as the permanent director. <laughs> I think he's gonna, he, he may be the acting only for a few more hours. That's the sort of thing that enrages the White House. They were uh, pretty upset by Jim Comey's refusal to give public reassurance to the president and his concerns. They didn't like the idea that Comey undercut the White House on the Obama wiretapping charges. Uh, I would imagine that uh, uh, Acting Director McCabe is already planning his upcoming vacation. We're talking with Philip Bobbitt, professor at Columbia Law School, and Sanford Levinson, professor at the University of Texas Law School, about President Trump's abrupt firing of FBI Director James Comey and the fallout. Phil, let me ask you this question. We know today that the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein went to meet with the heads of the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, during the hearing today. What do you make of that? Well, it was a private meeting. I'm sure uh, we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll learn more when uh, Rosenstein goes up there next week. I my my guess is that. Uh, he was asked by the uh, by Senator Warner and Senator Burr uh, to what degree he would be able to cooperate with the investigations of the Senate committee. Uh, it, I think it's unlikely that they would have expected him to say much about his private conversations with the president. What they want to know is whether or not the FBI can provide uh, investigatory assets to the committee. The committee is a small staff. They can't possibly do this investigation themselves. And that, by the way, is another good reason for a select committee. And I imagine that uh, Rosenstein would reassure them. Sandy Levinson, uh, there's uh, been some talk that uh, director, former director Comey might testify in the coming uh, weeks. If he did testify before Congress, what would he be able to say about uh, this investigation and the circumstances of, of his firing? The honest answer is I really don't know. That uh, That is to say, I don't know how much he would believe that, say, his conversations with the president are privileged, um, though inasmuch as the president in fact, opened up the inquiry by saying that he had been assured three times that he wasn't a target. 
it would seem to me that at the very least uh, former director Comey could say whether that's true or not without going to further details. Um, but I would certainly expect him to be scrupulous if for no other reason than given this administration and this Justice Department, including Jeff Sessions, let's not forget that Jeff Sessions is the Attorney General, not Rosenstein, um, that I would not put it past the Trump administration to try to prosecute Comey if they believed that he was leaking confidential information that was protected. And Phil, Senate Majority Leader Mitch... Go ahead. The president's just uh, just within the last few minutes, at least on CNN, has come out and said that uh, Comey requested a meeting with him. Uh, they had dinner together. That Comey asked to be reappointed, and that in that context, he assured the president that he was not under investigation. The president further said that they had two subsequent telephone calls, one initiated by Comey, one initiated by the president. But in at least one of those, the president asked him directly whether or not the president was subject to an investigation, and Comey said no. So I think, as Sandy suggested, if there was a problem with the privilege of these conversations, as I think there probably would have been, that's out the window. The president has totally waived his privilege now by making these claims about uh, about Comey's statements. And... Let's go to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who we know wields a lot of power. He said that a new investigation by a special prosecutor would impede the current work being done by the FBI and the Senate Intelligence Committee. Do you find, Phil, any, uh, any uh, let's say, veracity in that? Do you think there's anything to that? Yeah, I don't think that's, that's – uh, I don't think that's crazy. Uh, you immediately run into – when you have a special counsel questioning witnesses, and then you have a Senate staff or a select committee staff doing the same thing. We had problems like this with the Iran-Contra investigation. Now, whether or not that's a real basis for his decision may be uh, more controversial, but as a reason, yeah, I think there's something to that. Sandy, uh, Senator Mike Lee made an interesting suggestion today. He suggested the possibility of Merrick Garland as the new FBI director. And apparently Senator Klobuchar uh, suggested, a Democrat suggested she thought that was a good idea. I'll confess I'm, I, I don't see that as very likely, but I'm wondering if you think it might have more merit as an idea than, than I do. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I think that once we've entered into this era of truly surrealistic politics, why not Merrick Garland? Um, he would certainly be reassuring that uh, everybody, at least prior to his nomination, agreed that he was a person of unimpeachable integrity. He's a former uh, prosecutor. Um, so I would have great trust in Merrick Garland. Uh, I find it very hard to believe that Donald Trump um, would find Garland to be an attractive nominee, but who knows? <laughs> well, Phil, would Merrick Garland, who is the chief judge of the court that is considered just below the Supreme Court, want to do that kind of a job? Thirty. You know, seconds. I don't know whether he'd want to do it, but I agree with Sandy. He'd be a, a superb choice. And my experience with Judge Garland is that he is, uh, above all, a public servant, a very patriotic, 
a total a person totally devoted to the public interest. So if he were asked, I think he might very well give up the chief judgeship if he felt uh, uh, he would contribute to the welfare of the country. Well, that's something that we will see in the future. Two, two uh, different uh, uh, positions, certainly. Um, thank you both for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Sanford Levinson. He's a professor at the University of Texas Law School. And Philip Bobbitt, he's a professor at Columbia Law School. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, a win for environmentalists. The Senate unexpectedly keeps an Obama-era rule to regulate methane emissions from drilling. And it was a very close vote. That's coming up on Bloomberg Law. I'm June Grosser with Greg Storr. This is Bloomberg.